Out of the depths I call to you, Lord. Lord, listen to my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for help. Lord, if you kept an account of iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. I wait and put my hope in his word. I wait for the Lord more than watchman for the morning. More than watchman for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for there is faithful love with the Lord, and with him is redemption in abundance, and he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. Good morning, IBCM, and uh, thank you for joining me this morning on uh, Facebook for our morning devotional. Uh, glad that you're here with, with us, and uh, so glad that uh, God has given us a fresh new day. God has given us uh, grace and mercy to keep us during the night and to wake us up this morning to his presence, his provision, and his power. What I'd like for us to do this morning as we begin our time together is to pray through that psalm that we just read, Psalm 130. So if you would, uh, bow with me in prayer as I lead us through praying Psalm 130 this morning as our uh, voice of praise and worship and um, interaction with God. Let's pray together. Lord God, you're good. I am just overwhelmed by your goodness. That you would listen to us. Lord, from the depths of our soul, we call out to you this morning, and we praise you, and we trust you, and we believe that you are listening to our voice, and that your ears are attentive to our cry, our calling out, our intercession, our pleading to you for help, for encouragement, for comfort, for power, for safekeeping, for everything. Lord, we are reminded this morning that you are not one who keeps a record of our sins. You teach us in Corinthians 13 that love does not keep a record of wrongdoing. You do not, Lord, for your children. You do not keep a record of our wrongdoing. For, Lord, if you did, we could not stand before you because we would not be holy and righteous. But Lord, with you, <clears throat> there is forgiveness. With you, Lord, there is restoration and reconciliation, grace and mercy. And so, Lord, we stand before you in reverence, in praise, in adoration, in joyful worship. Lord, there are many things before us today. There are many needs in our hearts. There are people we are concerned about. We wait for you, Lord. We wait and we put our hope in you. We put our hope in your word. In a few moments, when we read your word, Lord, our hope is there. So we wait for you, Lord, more than, than people wait for the morning. Yes, Lord, more than people who wait for the breaking of day. We wait for you, not in helplessness or hopelessness, but in power and hope and confidence. The people of God, Lord, 
we put our trust and our hope in you. For in you, there is faithful love, mercy, and kindness. With you, Lord, there is redemption, and it is abundant. Your grace is more abundant than our sins, and we praise you. You redeem us from all of our sins, and we worship you. We thank you, God. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. What a powerful way to pray. To pray God's word. I love it. And I, and I hope and pray that we all can learn to more often uh, voice our prayers at, uh, in a way that voices God's word to us. Jesus promised in Psalm 15 that if his word abides in us and we abide in him and his word, then we can ask anything and it will be accomplished. The reason is that we are asking according to his name, according to his will, according to his character, according to his power. And so we can pray, believing that God will answer our prayers and provide what we have asked for because we have confidence that we have asked the right thing and that we are confident that he will provide an, an answer, a solution, a resource in his way and in his time. I just am so grateful for our relationship with God. Let's move to the word now. In a moment, we will intercede for those on our prayer list, but let's move to the word now. And let's, uh, let's review that the second theme of God's message to us about vision this past Sunday was a vision of uh, all creatures worshiping God. So let's relate that vision to our daily practice, worship. And, and, and what I want us to consider today, this morning, as we are devoting our hearts to God, is that worship is more than a moment. Worship is more than an event. And I want us to look at Romans chapter 12, the first two verses. I think these two verses, some of my favorite verses in all the New Testament, I think these two verses can uh, give us a good picture of that reality that worship is more than a moment, more than an event. Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. Let's read it. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. There's four or five powerful truths that I want us to learn from this passage relating vision to our daily practice of worship. First of all, notice the vision that is in verse 1, in view of the mercies of God. So worship is a response to that vision that we have of God, a remembrance of his grace a remembrance of his abundant mercy. Look back at Psalm 130 and uh, look at verses three and four. 
again. Psalm 130, verses 3 and 4. We just read them a moment ago and prayed them. Uh, ch check this out. Lord, if you kept an account of iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness so that you may be revered. So we see in uh, Psalm 130, verses 3 and 4, we see that powerful vision that we have of God. We see a vision of his mercy and grace for us, and that compels us to not just a moment of worship, but that compels us to something much, much deeper. Now let's look at the urgency that is here. I urge you, Paul said to the Roman church, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Our response to God's mercy is an eager, deliberate, and appropriate offering of worship and praise to God, which leads us to the truth about worship. Notice uh, at the end of verse 1, he uses the phrase, this is your true worship. The truth is that worship is a sacrifice. I want to point us back just for a moment to Psalm 40, and I'm going to read verses 6 through 8. Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8. Uh, you do not delight in sacrifice and offering. You open my ears to listen. You do not ask for a whole burnt offering or a sin offering. Then I said, see, I have come. In the scroll it is written about me. I delight to do your will, my God, and your instruction is deep within me. So what we have here is an, is an eager, deliberate, and appropriate response to God's mercy, which is worship, which is sacrifice. The word bodies refers not to just our flesh and blood and bone and organs, just, you know, the physical body. That word body refers to our entire self. So worship engages more than lips singing a song of praise. It involves more than a mind reflecting on God's character. It involves more than just actions. I mean, it is the whole soul. It is a soul investment of myself to God. So when I have this proper vision, let's go back to Sunday, a vision of all creation worshiping God, which leads me to a vision of God's mercies that he has given me, which allows me to stand before him in worship. This compels me to something much more deep than a worship moment, an event on Sunday morning. This compels me. This gives me an urgency, an eager, deliberate, and appropriate response. My whole life offered to God in sacrificial worship and praise. We call that faith. And I'm remembering uh, Hebrews 11:6 that teaches us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what we have here in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, is a reminder of that deep truth, faith. 
Now, what happens is a wholesale transformation of who I am. I'm transformed by faith in Christ. But worship continues that transformation that happens in my life. Three, three kinds of transformation happens. We read it in verse uh, two. There's a renewing or a reshaping of my will. Paul says, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind refers to the reshaping, the renewing of our will. God has a will, and in the flesh, my will is opposed to God's will. So worship has a powerful way of, trend, of, of transforming, of, of renewing and reshaping my will so that it agrees with God's will. That's a powerful transformation, and that is a part of worship. That is God's response through the Holy Spirit to our true worship of him. Second way, there is a reframing of our perspective. We have discernment so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect. So there is a renewing, a reshaping of our will. There's a reframing of our discernment of our perspective. We now have a new vision. We have a new view of life, a new perspective of things. This, this reshapes how we see our circumstances. This reshapes how we hear the words that come into our ears. This reshapes how we think. This reshapes our response to people and circumstances around us. We now respond. We now react. We now uh, view everything through God's lens, God's vision. So we see how that vision that we talked about Sunday is appropriated in our daily life. That vision is not something that we simply see far away. That vision is something that we see now. God's lens, God's viewpoint, God's perspective. The third transformation happens uh, as a restoring a restoration, and that is a restoration of our relationship with God. Let me read verse two again. It, it will all come together. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So this relationship with God that is pleasing Remember, it is impossible to please God without faith, and faith is an act of worship. Now, through worship, my relationship with God continues to be transformed, and I am pleasing to him. Not just my words or my thoughts or my actions, but myself, my whole self, pleasing to God. So you see that uh, true worship leads you and me to more than a moment, more than an event. We're not, we're not just talking about an event of worship, but this vision of God and this vision through God of our world around us, this vision of God's mercy and grace upon us, leads us, empowers us, equips us for a life that is worship.
that is so amazing and so powerful. Lord God, we are just even more and more amazed this morning as we start this new day. We are in awe of your grace and mercy. We are in awe that you give us a vision of yourself and that through the Holy Spirit, you give us your vision for who we are and your vision of the world around us, which reshapes us, our whole selves, as becoming a, an act, a life, a perpetual life of worship to you. And we praise you. Empower us today, Lord, to worship you with our entire self. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for his word. Now let's, let's intercede for those on our prayer list. So I, if you would like to, you can uh, just go to, into your own uh, prayer closet, right? And uh, we'll pray together as, as the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And I will just simply um, uh, lead you, facilitate you in praying for these uh, on our prayer list. Let's go to the Lord in intercession. So let's pray now for Myanmar. And, and specifically today, uh, let's ask the Lord to bring about his justice. As the Old Testament prophet spoke, let's pray that the, the justice of God will roll like a river through Myanmar, washing away injustice and oppression and bringing comfort to the people of Myanmar. Let's pray for the Philippines now, and let's pray specifically for Christ's church around this nation. Let's pray that in humility and through the power of the Holy Spirit, the church of Jesus Christ can come together and be examples of God's love to one another and to those around us, that we will be compelled to genuinely care for others to show them compassion. Lord, this will be a powerful witness to the world around us. Let's pray now for our uh, security guards and um, maintenance crew on our campus. Let me just list their names to you. Edwin, Archie, Gabby, and Leo. Now let's pray that God will sustain their strengths and wisdom as they take care of our property, that he will provide all the tools and all the resources they need, and that through them, the Lord will secure our campus, and the Lord will uh, make that campus uh, a city on a hill whose light shines brightly. Now, let's pray today for our student ministry. Let's pray for Nick Kuxon, uh, who is our student ministry leader. Let's pray that God, God will guard his heart. Let's pray that Nick will grow in a desire to know God, to study God's word daily, to have spiritual wisdom and discernment. Let's pray that as Nick meets regularly with life groups and life connection groups and the students, that you will give him favor and influence and use him as a powerful Discipler among our youth. 
Now let's pray for our city. Let's pray for our city ministry, light of the city, our urban ministry network. And today let's pray specifically that God will draw uh, many churches around us to us and draw us to those many churches that God would form and shape a powerful network of churches who cooperate and work together, not for individual uh, success, but for kingdom success and glory. Now let's pray for these members of our church family who need care. Let's pray for the Blaylock family, John, Carmen, and their children. Let's pray that God will sustain their strength, that God will protect them, and that God will provide the kind of spiritual and emotional healing that they need within their families. Let's pray for Sally and Jerry Dim, who, who, are, uh, who have relocated in Malabon and taking care of their sister, Jackie. Let's pray that God will just fill them with abundant love and compassion as they minister to her. And now let's pray for, for Meryl Sarko, who is working in a uh, NGO in the city that deals with people, uh, rescues people from, from slavery, from human trafficking. Let's pray that God will give her patience and endurance in the work. And as she also disciples two young women, uh, that, she, that the Lord will give her uh, spiritual wisdom and discernment as she ministers to them. And then let's pray for James Undog and his family. Let's pray that as they take care of his mother, that you will provide their resources, that you will provide encouragement and strength. Lord, those of us who have cared for aging parents know the energy and the stress that is involved in caring for them. And we pray that you'll just minister to the Undogs today. Now let's pray for these three people on our prayer list who, are, who need physical healing. Let's pray for Christy Manalo, who had a stroke. Let's pray that God will bring healing to her. And let's pray for her husband, Manny, who is attending to her. Lord, provide all they need and provide healing for Christy. Let's pray for uh, Humong Tahonera, uh, one of Joe Mar's family members, who was recently diagnosed with stage four cancer. Lord, we're not only praying for healing and financial provisions, but we're praying for spiritual transformation that he would come to know Jesus as his savior. And now let's also pray for uh, Eunice and Faye's dad, Eugenio Guerrero, uh, who has uh, cataracts in his eyes. Lord, we're praying that you would provide the financial resources for him to have that cataract surgery, that you would also, Lord, uh, Prepare his heart as Faye and Eunice continue to share the gospel with him. Now, let's uh, pray today for these mission partners. Let's pray for North Park Baptist Church in Trustville, Alabama. Let's pray for the Asia Baptist Network. Uh, nine churches, including our church, that are partnering together to reach Asia for Christ. Let's pray for Asia Pacific Mission Institute our partner in South Korea who has 
also a ministry alongside us here in Metro Manila. Lord, sustain these partners, provide their needs, uh, keep their leaders close to you, give them your vision for mission, and empower them and equip them to complete the task that you place before them. We thank you and praise you for their partnership. Now let's pray for uh, three of our church planters. Let's pray for uh, uh, Pastor David and Rachel Kyokson in Palawan, for their son and uh, uh, daughter-in-law, Christian and Edelie Kyokson, who are also in Palawan. And let's pray for Jerry and Lorena Nedroda in uh, Palo Leite. Lord, we lift up these three church planters and their families to you. We pray that you'll provide all their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you will guard their hearts from distractions, that you will keep them faithful and loyal to you, that you will fill them with energy so that they will uh, continue to be focused and uh, eager to do your work. We pray, Lord, that as they are transformed by the renewing of their mind, that uh, as they do your good work, that they, will also, that they will not only be pleasing to you, but will be a bright light to their communities. We're praying for a rich, abundant harvest in those communities. And now, Lord, we complete our time of prayer by praying for these men and women who need salvation. Their first names, Pining, Dondi, Mika, Mariz, Tamara, Gaziel, Fatima, Elaine, Rowland, Ivy, and Michael. Lord, we are praying that these will hear the gospel, that you would travel to them a powerful witness of the gospel, and that your Holy Spirit will equip them to truly hear and truly receive repenting of their sins, and confessing their faith in Christ Jesus. We know, Lord, that you would that none perish, but that all have everlasting life. And so, Lord, we're praying, brokenhearted for their lostness, hopeful for their salvation. Now, Lord, as we end this time of prayer and devotion, we offer ourselves to you. We yield our lives to you, heart, mind, body, and soul as an offering of worship and praise to you today. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining with me this morning. I appreciate your prayerful, prayerful devotion. I, I am praying that God will continue to fill you with the Spirit and transform you and transform me as we live this day as a life of worship to the Lord. Good morning. Magandang umaga salahat. God bless you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless.